Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the Runswell Podcast with me, Rick Pearson, and me, Ben Hobson. Today we're asking. Has running become too expensive in the company of Jen Bazon, Kate Carter? So just just a one-word answer. Is it, is it too expensive then? <laughs> Let's wrap this up quickly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it's, it, it, we basically, we sit in the office and we get emails come through regularly about new product that's being launched. Yes. And you kind of look at the cost of things across the broad spectrum of running. And then things like the Adidas Pro Evo 1 up here, which is this shoe, if anyone hasn't, heard about it. it's a shoe that adidas released it's a very limited edition shoe designed very much for their i'd say autumn marathon campaign with the pros but you can buy one if you have 500 euros 400 pounds 500 dollars yeah. <laughs> going and it's i would say it's, it's definitely shifted the bar in yeah. terms of uh, how expensive is like the cost of running like i mean this is hugely nuanced high-end element of running but it's not it's not it's kind of been coming, hasn't it? Yeah, it's like it has. There's a trend in the shoe market towards and, it. And, you know, and immediately I don't want to launch in some sort of attack against Adidas. They've sort of stipulated that it's it's a very unique shoe and to make it is a, quite a complicated process. So there's, I guess, cost involved in that design and yeah. the process and all those sorts of things that you have to take into account and if you can afford it, essentially, and all these. But it's certainly, it's a line in the sand in terms of outside looking in on running what has what is the cost of running what's now? going on what's in running? going on in <laughs> running? is 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 what happened in cycling and is how continues yeah. to happen in cycling yeah. is that happening in running is this you know is this sort of what you need to spend your money on to enjoy running versus what you can just exponentially spend money on like yeah. what's the difference so and it doesn't last right this shoe's designed no, i think the the quote was one race so one marathon and plus familiarization time which is unspecific but let's imagine that's like say 20 miles so you're looking at a shoe that you may be going to throw away after what 50 miles well, and self-destruct after yeah, the shoe was self-destruct after, yeah. So. <laughs> so yeah it's quite i mean how did you feel about it, kate with it, the, this idea of a shoe that doesn't last very long it costs a lot of money um does it does it kind of does it anger you do you think it's totally fine what do you think? Oh. <laughs> um, different answer on different days, I think. No, I think it's important to slightly say, take a step back. And that the reason that this shoe has been launched now is because, as exactly as you said, there's Berlin Marathon coming up. And they're, they've designed this shoe, I, I would hope, they're, they're hoping to, for the win for yeah. a record or something. And 
in order to for that record to be legal, the shoe that the athlete wears has to have been on sale um, to the to the oh, general okay. public. Yeah. That is why it's been released now. Yeah. And I suspect that maybe it is kind of it, you're not allowed to race it a prototype. No. It, but but you can make a prototype, not a prototype, by releasing 500 pairs of it. Uh, a big cost can't you yeah, yeah so the cynical side of me is it's just a way of getting around those rules and mm. that also happens that well, we're talking about it right so as a marketing strategy yeah it's yeah. pretty good mm. yeah, yeah exactly and that is you know that is part of it really and that's the pod- that's the modern part of running in the era of racing that we're in yeah and the way that super shoes have uh, are now very much tied with big events you've got the uh, the original carbon shoe was tied to monza and and the first attempt at breaking two and then alpha fly with the actual actual breaking two event that like yeah. came later and all these different sort of iterations of shoes sort of like you know road to races what's the other adidas event you know the the, the one that they put on and they break all the world records or well, they don't but they set all the times you know yeah. they're all tied in with shoes and everyone has the sort of benchmark race that they want to win with a shoe yeah right yeah, yeah um so you kind of you can see where that comes from but i think that and maybe it's maybe it's maybe it's time to address the you know the rulings by the iaaf and the fact that it has to be on retail is kind of pushing maybe that's the reason why the, yeah maybe you yeah, know maybe, maybe it's sort of a shoe that's never really designed for for mass use yeah and it just has to come out there i was looking back through the history books here yes. and there is precedent for this kind of thing with the the nike mayfly yeah. that came out i think it was 2003 and it was super light shoe designed i think for 100 kilometers and then it was thrown away and some of the the like you know it's almost almost like this shoe will, will self-destruct after six sort of did it fell apart didn't it yeah <laughs> and it was, well, it was almost exactly the same weight as the um as the Pro Evo one is, it was 135 grams. I think the Pro Evo one is 138 grams, which is so light mm. for a shoe. And the Mayfly was a very different shoe because it was like very flexible, minimalist, much more classic racing flat. Yeah. But possibly the difference was it, w- it was never an expensive shoe. So even uh, I think it was, yeah, it was 45 US dollars, which ends up being about the equivalent of 74 US dollars today, apparently. And that's like 60 quid. So it was always a shoe that was like, look, this isn't this is an indulgence you're not this isn't a shoe for that, that long but it's like, but ultimately it's a 60 quid shoe so yeah maybe you can allow yourself to but then the the one of the big uh critiques and a lot of the response to the to the news about the adidas shoe on twitter was was god this is such an appalling environmental yeah. cost yeah, yeah, totally. which is absolutely true but it, the environment the environmental impact doesn't make any difference whether it costs 500 quid or 50 quid you know True. if, if yeah. it's going in landfill after 50 miles it's, the, going, it's, yeah. it's going in landfill the fact that you yeah. pay more for it is just more for you yeah. really isn't yeah. it yeah. 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 well i mean we are talking about cost and we will probably will very much stick to the like fiscal meaning of yeah. that like yeah. what it means but there is a greater cost in this consumerism obviously which is the environmental side of life and and you know there's lots of there's lots of elements to that running plays a has, has a lot of work to do when it comes to sort of disposableness with, with its yeah product. i think in terms of landfill i was reading before it's like 300 pairs of shoes end up in landf- three hang on not 300 300 million um pairs of shoes end up in landfill annually in the uk every year which is crazy and then i think it then take every pair of shoes takes a thousand years to break down so it's like and then you get encouraged to like get rid of your running shoes after 300 miles of wear so then it's just think all oh, you know you could be getting rid of like four, you know, four pairs of shoes every year. They're all going in landfill. So, you know, that's 
kind of just horrible to think about. Mm. Yeah. Um, so definitely the environmental cost is something to consider when it's like this pair of shoes is only going to last you one marathon and you just throw it in landfill because they're really hard to recycle running shoes. I know it's a different topic, but um, it's worth talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think if they were, if they disintegrate after fifty miles, it must be made of like something fairy <laughs> fairy wings and unicorn hairs or something. Very, yeah. very rare things. Yeah. That's why it's so much. It's yeah. so funny. Yeah. Do you remember? Um, actually, you spoke on another on another podcast about this. This was the, the, the race that came out. It was called the it was Highland Kings Ultra, and it was like yes. um, it was thousands of pounds, and that that, that probably caused even bigger stir just because it was bigger prices. Um, and, and some people up in Armstead, it was kind of like this isn't what running's about and I think maybe people are very protective of the idea that running is a cheap cheap sport well, and should always be a cheap sport maybe that's just not maybe running is bigger than that now and can accommodate yeah, well, all this, these things this is my th- sort of theory I was saying to, to you earlier Rick is that like running is still can be still uh, as near to free as any sport can be yes yeah. you probably need some shoes but you can do part run every week for free you can um, join running clubs for free and so on but um so many more people are running all the time particularly we've seen since lockdowns mm. on, which is great that you now have a, a, a sort of bigger scale from, mm. from the free through to the very high end and I've always just thought well I mean I, th- it's a bit of a kind of inverse snobbery to say running shouldn't be expensive yes it's like arguably better things to spend 20 grand on than than some race somewhere but if you've got that money yeah you know people and also people are really snobby about it like how dare people spend this money on a race but they wouldn't be the same if someone was spending that on a high-end holiday to the maldives they'd just be like lucky you yeah (laughs) it's a weird sort of attitude that somehow you're not allowed to spend it on running but you're okay to spend it on other things Mm. yeah Yeah. Um, we were talking before about golf clubs, like uh, golf fee memberships every year. And, you know, you might not question somebody paying a thousand pound a year for a golf fee membership, where you, whereas you'd pay 50 quid to be a member of yeah, your local running club. Yeah, it's accepted as being expensive. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Or like, yeah, we run about golf clubs in terms of, I know golf's a random kind of comparison, but like, you know, how much does a set of golf clubs cost you? You know, mm. it's probably going to be more than 400 pounds for a pair of shoes, but, you know, they'd last you for a, a longer period of time, I suppose. But, um, yeah, it's quite cheap in comparison yeah, to well, sports well, like that, basically. Yeah. Do you remember when we got... Um, a cyclist on it. Um, his name actually uh, escapes me now. But he, Alex Dalsett. Alex Dalsett. Yeah, and, and and he said um, he went into a shop and he, he wanted. He was like, "These are the shoes that Kipchoge wore to break the world record," and they, and they were like two hundred quid. And he was like, "Wow, in cycling terms, like that sounds like a massive deal. Like yeah. what? Like I, I'm, I, I feel like I'm going to make that investment because." The equivalent yeah. in, on a bike would yeah, be if you suddenly wanted, if, if you yes. wanted to yeah. get the same wheels as the world champ, like the one set of wheels, you're talking. Extra thousands and thousands of pounds, like yeah. do you know what I mean? Whereas he can, he can wear the same shoes as the fastest man in the world for two hundred and seventy quid. If he goes, you know, proper retail, if he does a bit of shopping, he can get him. You know, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you completely, Kate. I think there's this this reverse slobbery where there's a perception that you shouldn't, you shouldn't spend that much money on running. Whereas if it's your main pastime and your main output and your main source of joy and the thing you dedicate all your spare time to yeah surely then that's the thing to spend money on yeah like that because your thing my i think that my worry about the sort of cost of running and the escalating side of it would be anyone new to the sport and how that and feels they have to mm-hmm. spend and how it f- money. and how they feel mm. about the perception the of, perception of yeah. running and also just like if you're not there is an elitism to that uh, the, the higher end there's nothing you can do about 
um, the cost and, 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 and an associate aesthetic that comes with the certain kit that you have or a, yeah. a brand will present themselves in a certain way and that is elite. And then you, if you buy into that brand, then you are, you're a part of that like aesthetic. Yeah. Mm. And so that's where I think an issue comes with cost and look and being part of a tribe or a gang or, you know, there's, there's that side to it. But there's that thing of like, I want to start running and if you don't know where to shop and you haven't done all that research beforehand and you know that you can get the last year's shoes for much cheaper than the current shoes and you go face value and you go, it's 160 pounds for a pair of running shoes. Now. Like that's quite a lot. That's a lot yeah, of money yeah. for someone yeah. who wants to launch into it. So yeah. that's where I just feel like there's a reason why all these things cost a lot of money. And I think that there are great ways to spend money in running to get the best out of it and yeah. there's ways that you can just buy into the marketing and spend money frivolously and do it that yeah. way i don't know why i've just thought of this comparison as well but um a friend of mine recently from my running club was off to buy the latest like home uh, football kit for his club yeah and he told me how much it cost and i was like what what and you have to buy but you have to buy that like if you're a fan yeah. you have to obviously but like you're yeah. kind of you're sold into buying that every every season yeah and that's literally just just to be a supporter. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> but do you think, any way to participate? Do you think then that this is just seems more pertinent now in the cost of running in because we're it perhaps it's always been so much more affordable comparatively to other sports that people buy into, cycling, golf, Probably, football, yeah. any of the major sort of like things that require a lot of kit, cricket, I don't know, like pads mm. must be expensive. So maybe it's part of that. Maybe it just feels like I don't know, consume, it's being encroached upon. I think it's also a kind of polarisation thing, isn't it? It's, a, it's that running has the polarisation of the, of the free to the ridiculously high end. Yeah. Um, but also people's incomes, sadly. You know, there, yes. there is a, uh, the cost of living crisis yeah. and so on. There's a polarisation of that as well. So, yeah, there are people with huge amounts of disposable income. But there's also a lot of people to whom the, you know, the, the, the cost of shoes that we're talking about is simply... Yeah. Not affordable. Yeah. Yeah. If you mm. were to try and save money, I think this is interesting because it's a bit like what you were saying. If you were kind of new to it and you didn't know any yeah. hacks, Jen, what would you? Where would you save money and where would you spend money in running? Mm, I'd say I'd really sort of focus on prolonging the life of my running shoes. I think these days there's this kind of expectation that if you're racing, you need a pair of carbon plate running shoes. I don't, you don't need a pair of them just because you see the people are at the start of a race, you know, all mm. the kind of fast club runners at the start in them. You don't need to wear them. And um, I was saying to you before, Rick, like um, when I did my 70.3 last year, I did them in a pair of old Hoka Arahi sixes that I'd had for five years. They got a hole in the front, but I just love running yeah. in that shoe. The and, hole. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, prolong the life of them, clean them, um, don't go, you know, doing your gardening or walking to the shops in them. So, you know, you don't have kind of empty miles in those mm. shoes. Um, and yeah, don't just be, yeah, don't sell into this idea, as I was saying before, that you need like to keep replacing them. You actually yeah. don't. Um, but I think that'd be my key tip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about you, Ben? Where would you spend money on and save it? I think there's bits of kit that you can you can actually get a lot of value from. I think socks. Yeah, I think you should spend money on socks. I think mm. running socks is a really good one where you can actually, if you spend, if you if you think, oh, I'm going to spend 160 pounds on a pair of shoes, but I'm going to buy a pack of three for 10 quid of like whatever cotton, yeah, sports socks things then you're, you're, you're not going to benefit. You're not getting the value out of your shoe or your mm. running because you're going to probably end up with an uncomfortable experience in some capacity if you've just got poor socks. So if you spend 20 quid on one pair, I mean, it sounds like a lot of money, but that sock 
is going to all the all the materials and the the fibers and the way it's stitched and the way it stretches and the cushion parts and you know the support that it can add to the whole thing and the the lack of friction within the shoe but you know the, the the insole of a shoe and the footbed and the way that the sock cooperate or not cooperate with each other is where blisters can come from you know so there's a whole world of stuff where actually a, a good sock yeah, yeah. some of the best brands like like i do think stance are particularly good they, yep. they, they've yeah. got like a, i think they've got a lifetime guarantee so like if you ever get a hole in one you send it back yeah really yeah. Uh, all my favorite pair have just developed a hole yeah, yeah. No, okay it's, it's very very difficult to get a hole in like in yeah, so, socks. so yeah. like yeah you have to do a lot of running them so yeah so oh, the, yeah. it's like it's just money well spent i think yeah, i think so and you know some people would say like but socks a sock and that's you know and then you can feel the difference with a sock if you put on a good sock yeah. that mm. feels really soft well, if you've ever forgotten your socks yeah. and either gone Sockless, like I did the other day. <laughs> yeah, <Horrible>. that was good. <laughs> you ran past me in Jen. That's we, where we, like, we could hear blisters developing yeah. as you ran. <laughs> or you, or you just put on your regular like cotton thin, like you were in your suit. You know, you, you, the, just your regular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In the other You're asking day. trouble, I think. And yeah. I think that's. I think socks. I think like stuff like. I think shorts can be like you can just you could cut a corner. I think. Uh, well, not certainly. You can just spend slightly wisely. I don't think that you need to. There's, there's seen the, the the price growth in shorts is there's certain shorts like utility like quite utility shorts where you you they end up being the thing that carry all your stuff yeah I can see where the expense comes in on those if you've got a pair of shorts that you can carry your phone a water bottle three gels three and gels and something like then that that short is like a you know it's, you've bought like a running belt tied in and so there's more cost but a pair of normal shorts. Yeah, like literally, like a lined, yeah. a lined comfortable short is a lined comfortable short. Ultimately, like you can get very, very cheap synthetic stuff, which isn't great. And if you know, but you're talking about length of short is key to comfort. If you're too short, you're going to get chafed. If they're 80, 90 pound pair of shorts that are too small, you're going to end up with mm. issues. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So the fit of a short is really the, the key there. And you mm. can spend 30 quid on a good pair of shorts, I think. And oh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. So I'd say socks and shorts and then. All the other stuff is, is 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 down to the individual in terms of comfort. I think really, if yeah. you find a brand that's super comfortable for you and it makes you feel good to run in, then spend the money yeah. because you're gonna you're gonna get so much more out of your running if you're comfortable. Yeah, and you know some people might want to go and spend I don't know hundred quid on a t-shirt, which is by a very boutique brand, but if they feel great in it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, yeah. They, and they're out running in it going, I feel great, I look great. You know, I'm more likely to go out the door. I'm yeah, 100% yeah. going to enjoy it more. So I think, you know, spend the money on that po- on that bit, the bit that makes you feel good. That could be shoes. Yeah. But, yeah. What about you, Kate? What do you, what do you think? Well, I think that um, the thing that I would do that's the best use of money is join a running club. Um, yeah. And I'm going to be old school about this. And, like, you know, you can see now there's this real growth in, like, Instagram running coaches and stuff charging over 100 quid a month and so on. You don't, you know, you do not need to spend that. Go find your local running club. My one, am I allowed to mention my my name? So. Wim, Wimbledon yeah. Wimbledon. Shout out to the Wimbledon. Um, <laughs> Bleep that out, right? Y- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Complete neutrality other, here. Thank other you. running clubs are available. Um, we are, our fee is like 42 quid a year with the EA membership, 25 quid a year with that. For that, you can do um, four sessions a week. Yeah. So good. Coached sessions. Yeah, such good you know, value. Yeah, wh- where, what other sport 
anywhere can you get that kind of value out of that money mm. yeah um and you know hill reps and speed training and track training and so on you know and of course you can also follow you know you can go to the runners well website and get free training plans but if you actually want to do it with people yeah there's a really cheap way to do it yeah 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 and we yeah, were talking totally. we were totally. talking earlier how there's been a kind of a rise in um like running stores doing free weekly like community runs as well so if you want to run with other people that doesn't necessarily need to you don't need to join a you know, more expensive running club perhaps to the one that you're a member of, Kate. It's like you can go to with to Runners yeah. Mead or yeah. you know, Tracksmith or what any of those kind of runners and they're doing these Wednesday workouts yeah, brands and things. All, so. you know, yeah. Brands have, have cottoned onto this and, you know, host things and do all that yeah. sort of stuff. So there's a whole world of you're right, I think in terms of but specifically clubs because you are getting coached. Mm. There is a degree of actual education. Yeah, I mean, yeah. of course, the, the, the level, I mean, I'm a coach of my club, so clearly the level <laughs> varies, varies very much. <laughs> um, but, you know, the, the, obviously that will vary in experience yeah, yeah. and so on. But fundamentally, you're also likely to meet a bunch of people and, and odds are one or two of them are going to be the same pace as you. And then suddenly you've got a little crew mm-hmm. that you're training with all the time and yeah. so on. And that you can't put a, you know, you, if you put a figure on that, you'd surely offer more than 25 quid a year yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Value. through through those like communities and clubs you you hear about there's a race scene isn't there that's often mm-hmm. very affordable kind of club race scene and lots of these events have been around for ages like maybe like something like the um the orion 15 isn't yeah it? that's often talked about and lots of these sort of classic races that actually aren't huge amounts of money to enter so Ryan Harriers but takes yeah, place in, Har- in yeah. and around the yeah. Epping Forest actually there's a whole affordable world of of um of racing that maybe doesn't get quite the same oh, headlines some of the big ones cross yeah. country cross country yeah doesn't cost the runners a penny the, i mean the clubs will pay the entrance fee and it's not per runner it's usually just a affiliation fee per mm. per season yeah and then you can go and race yeah Th- and I mean, that's you do have to run up hills in the, in the, the demand yeah, yeah. But, I would say, but you know yeah and i you know cross country a pair of good pair of spikes not the end don't cost the earth no like that's that's a, I'd say that's like a, a, perhaps one area of where running tech and you know obviously track has that's changed quite a lot. With, I, I'd actually genuinely like some of the cross country races. If you turned up in a pair of super shoes with like <laughs> like head to toe expensive, you better kit win. On, you, you better win. You you, you, you had a really bad <laughs> yeah. win. Yeah. You <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to get some looks. <laughs> um, what about you, Rick? Where would you save money and spend money? Uh, yeah, pretty similar to you. I, I do think like running is about mostly about your feet, isn't it? So I spend money on shoes and. And socks and I was, I've always been in search of like is there one shoe that you could if you do, if you want to do lots of running is there, yeah. is there one shoe that you could uh, that you Kate's could, holiday shoes yeah this is my, my concept so of the holiday shoes yes. so I think the one <laughs> shoe to rule them all has to actually be a trail shoe it has to be a summer trail shoe yeah. because that's so it's going to have like enough grip for, for a variety of off-road stuff other than thick mud but it's also going to be pretty like easy on that transition to concrete and I found a, I found a few that I think are good there. and there is there is a good affordable one called the Terex Speed Ultra which I think is like almost like it's been out for a few years now but it's about 70 quid but I think that's the closest <laughs> I've got so I think it's worth if people are like I only want to buy one shoe I think that's the area to look in is that kind of like the sort summer trail shoe. road road friendly but with a bit of grip kind yeah of, is yeah exactly yeah. but i spend money there I, yeah, yeah shoes, for shoes our, um future uh, you know looking to the future oh yeah uh, the so anniversary yeah. episode we we talked about running innovations and stuff and i said there should be um a shoe that has like retractable 
uh, car part would be brilliant because yeah. then you can like okay I'm going to put it into trail mode now yeah. or I'm going to put That's... it into track mode now yeah, yeah. <laughs> or just like a, a peel away a ball yeah like you, multi, multi, you buy one shoe but it has like yeah. four outsoles and you can just switch them <laughs> well, yeah. there's, there's a few trail races near me where there's lots of like there's quite long stretches on road and then there's some really boggy like you yeah. need proper almost fell shoes and then yeah, suddenly yeah, yeah. you're on a bit of shingle or something and you, <laughs> you need like a Formula 1 pit stop thing where you go in and someone, <laughs> someone just fits the things to your bottom of your shoe and then you go out again and then they take them off <laughs> what what so i think kit wise we sort of just to try and yeah summarize the kit stuff because i think that this all comes with the caveat that you as a the individual are down to being a smart shopper as well and there's yes. a great there's mm. a yeah, great smart shopping is key smart shopping is a great way of actually saving the money and if you find a pair of shoes that you like or you want to buy um obviously support your independent local running shop as much as you possibly can but that might not be doable so you know mm. just be smart and shop and get mm. a bargain wherever it may be um but to sort of suck like the whole kit thing i think that possibly agreed that you're not just buying the tech within those bits those component parts of the shoes and the socks and the tees and whatever it is you want to buy but you're sort of you are buying comfort and you're buying enjoyment and style to a, and certain, style extent. To yeah. a certain extent and all those things are actually like legitimate things that you should spend money on they're not i think that there's again to not try and not to enter into running it should not necessarily a money saving exercise mm. and i think that that's like yeah yeah i think i know, I know what you're saying I yeah like definitely there's a way, there's still a way of keeping running really really cheap which is great and that's really important that there remains um that avenue open that we celebrate that but if people want to go and spend their money on some of the more like luxurious items of running then i think that's, that's fine, and, and fine yeah, yeah. And compared to, as I said, compared to maybe going out and buying the best tennis racket or the best mm. golf club it's still going to be an affordable sport yeah, yeah. and th- i think yeah. there's a psychological element for sure as well if like if you know you're in a pair of shoes that are going to make you four percent space to make you four percent faster or whatever perhaps you'll just run better because you're wearing them you yeah, feel yeah, yeah. like they're going to make you better so you yeah. know and also you'll you'll wear them until they're dead yeah right if you buy something that you don't like the chances are that that's m- gonna reach landfill quicker mm. than anything else yeah. whereas if you stake you know I, I'm quite tight, so if I've bought, spent a lot of money on something, I'm using that. Like, I'm getting my wood, money's <laughs> yeah, worth yeah, out yeah, of this. Yeah. Well, we yeah. about the Hoka shoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, great. you know, I think that, I think that that's, that's certainly part, that's the responsibility of, of, of the runners to be mindful of, like, not being yeah. wasteful. Yeah. And I think that's where that comes in. But, but we've talked about all the, like, and t- certainly with... with from a women's point of view, sports bras as well. That, that's certainly something. that's another thing that's worth spending. Well, Absolutely. it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to spend more to get a better one. But if if the one that fits you, that's right for you, is more, yeah, get it. Then just buy it. Like yeah. just that's worth it. Yeah. yeah. Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. A lot can happen in the next 3 years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, and also, you can, they only last so long. You, you can only put a bra through the wash so many times and then it does actually just lose the, like, the elastic and yeah, it's and just like, it doesn't quality, actually support yeah, you right. anymore. So I think... You don't need to replace it all the time, obviously, but like uh, that's somewhere I would be like, mm, that's worth replacing. Yeah. Because um, then I wanted to talk about the, the bits of kit, which I would say are non uh, or aren't sort of required. The okay. additional extras that are like come with running. So we're talking GPS watches mm. or, mm. you know, uh, monitors and trackers and heart rates and the tech and all of those additional things like. I, I like all that sort of stuff yeah. and I think that lots of people when they're training specifically for something will gain a whole world of information and benefit from using be it the heart rate monitor and learning their zones or you know yeah. uh, watches to track their effort and uh, I mean I've got a new I'm testing for which will come on review but it's something that measures my core body temperature and you wear that when you're running and I've got a power monitor and I've you know there's all these bits of tech that I've tested over the years part which man part I, robot yeah. mate honestly I'm, <laughs> I'm, essentially, I'm essentially Bluetooth <laughs> I, the amount of things that connect to Bluetooth I'm pretty sure that some of that's like ingrained in me now I can sort of physically connect it <laughs> but a lot of that stuff isn't it's totally additional it's optional there's a lot of upselling yeah. isn't yeah. there with it. it's like when you buy a new laptop and you're like at the last minute you're like oh maybe maybe i should spend a hundred quid more for that little bit more ram and you're like so that i can I just in know, case i've got to process some yeah. just in yeah. case i've got to run the kennedy space station off my laptop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are you actually doing i'm mainly using word yeah yeah, yeah. Well, i think that jen we were looking at this the, the other day in terms of value in terms of running watches i think that the technology that everyone needs and the technology that everyone wants is where the, the real cost comes in. And you, you can buy a running watch that costs 120 quid or Decathlon have their own version of, 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 a, of a Coros watch, which is very good. And Garmin do the, the, their lower end forerunner models of 55. And there's a whole world and they're all about 120 quid, right? And if mm. you shop well, you probably get it closer to 100. And I feel mm. like that has as much tech in it as 80% of all runners actually need. Yeah. And I think that that's where the upsell comes in. Oh, I need my watch to do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. if I only knew what the pressure here was—the atmospheric pressure. <laughs> yeah, like understand. the Fenix, yeah. the Garmin Fenix. Like, does just crazy things that the average runner doesn't yeah. know how to, doesn't need. Yeah, right? like I mean, navigating yeah. in the mountains when you're running in London. Like, yeah, I mean that's it. So I think there's a lot of there's a lot. And I mean, maybe we're just we're, we're we're saying things that people clearly understand already, and we're the ones who are deluded. But you know. <laughs> 
there is there is a there is if you want to run in watch it doesn't have to cost 500 quid yeah. yeah and also shop on black friday or you know deals like that where yeah, there's, there, there's, you can get some pretty significant savings on tech so you just need to be you like you can also savvy. pick up a lot of second hands like a lot of the kind of i don't know facebook forums and stuff you know there'll be people who who have actually decided they want more more from yeah. their watch and they're upgrading there's nothing wrong with their old ones they'll sell mm. it for you know 30 quid or something yeah you also don't have to get everything all at once do you it can be a, it can be a project in yeah. terms of like running gear it can be like that so you're getting into it and you're like, well, I decided that I, I needed to spend my money on shoes and socks. And, the, and that's it. And at the minute, that's like, that's where I'm at. And you yeah. feel like, okay, in six months time, maybe if I can save that money for a running watch, you're going to get that. And then it's going to be, yeah. so it doesn't have to be, I'm getting absolutely everything yeah. all in yeah. one yeah. fell swoop. Out. Yeah, 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 exactly. You can kind of, it can be a, it can be a bit of a project. And I think that, that makes you appreciate it more, doesn't it? When you're like, okay, mm. right. That what do I actually need? Another now? area where it's one up on cycling. You can't really do that with the bike, can you? I'll get the wheels next yeah. month. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's unfortunately all in one so pedals month, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. The chain. Um, <laughs> oh, wait till I get the chain. Yeah. <laughs> but do you think there should be? Do you think? Do you think it will get ridiculous? We've mentioned the ultra race, which costs hundred, ten, you know, tens of thousands of pounds to take part in, and we've got shoes now that are costing five hundred. And yeah, I, don't know I mean, anything. like, what's the ceiling to it? Like, uh, do you think it? Things should, things will naturally just ramp up as much as they want, and those who can afford it will pay it, and the rest of us will just carry on and enjoy running and spend what we can. Or do you think that they, do you think it changes running the more expensive it gets? Mm. I think I think people should not be bothered by it. Like it's sort of what does it matter to to us if somebody spends ten grand on a race that we can't afford to do? Like mm. it doesn't in any way negate our. PBs or our races or anything it's kind of it's irrelevant yeah so my view is just well and and as you say it it will continue to exist because if people are prepared to pay for something then that product will be produced mm. yeah um, yeah you know I mean think of that what's that one which I mean people always do it for sort of charity but like the was it seven marathons and the seven oh, continents I've got the, I've got the price of that cake seven it. days that, it's um the World Marathon Challenge, which involves seven marathons and seven continents, and anywhere between thirty-four thousand pounds and thirty-five thousand pounds, <laughs> and that includes don't mind that includes accommodation, business flights between everything. <laughs> the accommodation business. must be on the flights, given that you're doing yeah. it in. You don't have time think, to be in a hotel. It is important to call out. I think when you when you see something that's in running or any industry where you feel like that that's not a good value thing and that's like asking them to spend that money on this is actually well that particularly because the environmental there's yeah. environmental cost of, like, cost of like literally flying around the world in seven days mm. but, i yeah. mean you're not even i mean how can you really experience anything in that time mm. you're literally just like get off plane you're, run you're get on plane um <laughs> but shoes are definitely i mean shoes are getting very expensive aren't they like the super shoes are getting very expensive and i think people's wages haven't gone up in the same way that shoe prices have gone up, so that is that is tricky, I think. And it's kind of, I think the best thing we can do is is offer people an alter, some alternatives, some cheaper alternatives. Say like mm. this, this isn't the only way of getting into running. These aren't the only shoes available. Like there's there are deals out there, and running still really enjoyable if you're not spending that kind of yeah. money. Yeah. yeah. Also, you could approach it like think think how much better you'll feel about yourself beating. Yeah. All those people yeah. Yeah. in really yeah. expensive shoes. Yeah. You've got be a the pair fastest of person yeah. in the cheapest shoes. Yeah. That's the real. You get some yeah, kind that's of so true. You're like every every person yeah. in in super shoes who you finish faster than, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get a pound back. Yeah. <laughs> Out of interest, um, how many of your PBs are in super shoes? Um, five and ten k. But not 10K. half or marathon. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't think any of mine are. Half. Mine's in a pair of suits. Yeah. Half is. I mean, it's not, I'm not saying they don't work, because obviously they do. But, like, it's interesting to think that, like... Yeah, well, well, it doesn't necessarily there are people who quicker, don't yeah. like the idea, even n- not on a financial level, but don't like the idea of racing in super shoes because if they get a PB of a minute over their half marathon, that doesn't feel like they earned it by the training that they did. They mm. just earned it by switching shoes. I mean, I think that's a bit puritanical I myself. Think but I think that's bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I said, said what, a PB is a PB. No, one, no one's asking you, yeah. oh, well done, you got a PB. Oh, but can you no, just asterisk I'm that I'm going to caveat me, this for anyone who <laughs> yeah. asks. Yeah, yeah no yeah. way. But there are people who do feel like that. Yeah, Fair enough, if they feel like that, then yeah. they, you know, need to choose what yeah, yeah. yeah. they yeah. want. But yeah, yeah. What do you think, Jen? Do you, do you just, does, like, the hiking of shoe prices, do you think it's a worrying thing? Like I think runners. I think in terms of it feeling making running seem a bit elitist it's like what you were saying before Ben I think if you're new to running and you're seeing people mm. on Instagram or on TikTok you know wearing these very expensive shoes and ex- very expensive leggings we've not talked about there they've gone really expensive oh, yes, gosh. and you think oh gosh suddenly this feels quite inaccessible mm. um so yeah, I think it's just I don't I think we play a part in just, you know, reiterating that it doesn't you don't need to buy these things, you know, yeah. that, that if you can afford them great, but also, you know, running doesn't need to be. Oh, this reminds yeah. me that like yeah. I don't think this works for super shoes, but um I'm going to say really old now but my kid, my kids introduced me to the concept of dupes. So like this this beauty brand, you know, like the the oldie version of this is Got the it. dupe of of whatever. Um and r- leggings seems to be a really fertile area for that. Like if you go and look on some of the forums and so on, they were like, "Oh, these these 10 quid leggings from two at Sainsbury's are mm. a total dupe for the, you know, 75 quid ones you've been seeing on the Ah, uh, okay, interesting. So, yeah, that's, that's worth a, a look. But then environmentally, how much are those 10 pound ones? Well, how I mean, that's true, last? but there's no, but I think in terms of making clothes, there's no guarantee that something that's no. cost 75 quid has been no, produced yeah, sure. any, any more environmentally friendly manner no. than something that costs 10. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's un- unlikely that the 10 pound one was, but it's equally. Yeah, not, yeah. Yeah. Have, you, have you ever come up with like a hack or like of a way to make running cheaper for yourself? Running topless. Running, that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see you around East London. He's and Ted, you have to have a doctor with extreme sunburn. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I'd also never, yeah. no, topless, running, top, carry yeah. out, running topless, no way. Yeah. 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 You've you ever men- mended a shoe? Yeah, actually. And I've got, there's a video on the Runner's there World is. website on how to do that. So, yeah, I think it's very easy to repair the uppers of your running shoes. So you um, just need some rock tape and some elastic, fantastically. This is a hack that I got from... Uh, Dan Lawson at Rerun Clothing, which I think he's now co-founder of the Green Runners. Um, so yeah, if you have a little rip in your shoes, it's really easy to just repair that. It's obviously harder with a midsole. If it's, if your mid the midsole's worn down and you've got no cushioning at that point, it's like you yeah you know I would rather have a more cushioned pair of shoes than the. But I think in terms of uppers, like they can so easily be repaired. Yeah, mm. and you uh, you we were t- when we were discussing this before you had that picture of Jasmine Paris and her pair of shoes, and she's like ripped through the whole front of it, and you kind of feel like people. If a pro has gotten <laughs> to their point where their shoe has done, what was it, 2,000 Yeah, K? I think it was like 2,700 miles she'd done in that it? shoe. Yeah. And then it, then it fell apart. And it ripped and it literally like a, a <laughs> mouth opening at the front. And, just like, and I was just like, yeah, that's the point. That's the point. That's the point. You <laughs> should wear a shoe. Yeah, 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 that's it. I like my, um, you know on Strava where you can enter the, your shoes and then log how oh. many miles you've done them? I, I did that once and then never did it again. So according to Strava, I run about 11,000 miles in a pair of socks in Kinvaris. Yeah, great. That, that really good value for money. Yeah, very, <laughs> there you go. High recommendation. Yeah. Yeah, that shit, yeah. I, got, I got into making my own gel spinners, you know. And, oh, yeah. And, uh, Sorry, there was an immediate <laughs> gag reflex when you mentioned that. <laughs> 
They're not. As, I'll be honest. They're not as good as Morton. But no. they, they, they. I think they, what have they got in them? First of all, Rick, Rick, Rick. We're talking about like feasible hacks feasible. of people. Feasible this is hacks. not. No, it this is. is not a cost saving. You, you get um, you the get, amount of time. Yeah, how much did you spend on the ingredients? The ingredients <laughs> and the pouch things that you had. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> it's troubles about, the it's about bowel a fifteen pound outlay for the, for a, a gel pouch, which takes about four gels. You could then goo do them, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and then it's up to you with the ingredients. But you know, you could put like a banana. Yeah. Not expensive. Bit of honey. True. Blend that up. Pour it into your You're halfway there then. It's just run with a Nutribullet. Yeah, it, look, it looks. It doesn't look that appetising, I'll be honest with you. Sure. But, um, I don't think I'd be sure on the banana. Like, yeah. I mushed up banana. <laughs> really? Yeah, uh, yeah I have a thing with them. I don't yeah. know about yeah. that. But the honey would be all right. Spend the money on gels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying you can make your own gels. Right, if fine. anyone's interested, let me know. Podcastrunnersworld.co.uk, <laughs> you can have the recipe. I mean, the other thing, of course, is that running is a form of transport, so you yep. can use it to cut down on your yeah. you know, bus, tube, train fares. Even if you only run a part of a commute or something, yeah. I imagine you're still going to... Yeah. You know, certainly similar. I do if I run part of the way, the, the, the fare is less. Mm. Just yeah. makes it like a zone one trip rather than... Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or, or you go one way, so you're only yeah, paying yeah, yeah. essentially for yeah. a single. Or, yeah. 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 yeah, I do quite a lot of that. Like, I've run to the dentist, the doctors. Like, I run to Tesco all the time. Yeah, local yeah. errands. <laughs> just for convenience, really, I don't have a car. But, you know, it is just save, saves money, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, what an interesting discussion about well, when one is too expensive. What, what I find most interesting about this is actually that I've, I, I kind of started this thinking... Uh, I'm worried that running is becoming too expensive. Yeah. And even just having this discussion, I think actually it, it it's as expensive as you want to make it. Mm. Yeah. And the fact that brands are making these shoes and there are people who my worry is that the, the my worry is that people will want to uh, buy into running to a certain point where it's unaffordable. Yes. And I think that if it's there and they want to be associated with a said brand or a said aesthetic, then that's that's the wrong approach or there's certainly like a, a negative way of spending your money with running and you mm. might not get the best thing but like you know not these shoes the super shoes any brand of them might not f- fit your feet it might not work for you and you're then 200 quid out of pocket and mm. you're not enjoying running yeah and i think that that's the worry but i come out of the end of this thing going it's actually on you to spend your money wherever you want it yeah if you enjoy running then you can invest as much as you can afford into it and you'll enjoy it even more i assume yeah. So I actually, you know, and much of what Kate's saying, I think that there is a reverse snobbery, which, you know, in my head was a bit like, yeah, maybe that's what I was thinking. I was a bit more like, oh, running shouldn't be like this. But actually... Do you think you can make the case every brand should has a, a, a sort of responsibility to have a budget shoe, for instance, or the a budget thing range is most of do. Things. Most do, don't most they? Most of yeah. the thing, but the marketing spend isn't there. Yeah. So you obviously, the big... The big spend on like promoting something will be the shoe that's broken a record or the shoe that's mm. like a unique mm. colorway or a little but you can go like nike Winflow, right for example is there like step down from the pegasus say yeah that's a hundred quid shoe probably at retail probably cheaper in a sale or whatever it is it's a really good it's a very soft cushion neutral good running shoe um reebok float ride energy is like a 65 quid neutral cushion really good yeah. quite a, quite a, a bit more a bit more race orientated slightly firmer than the wind flow but you know so there are a whole heap mm. of shoes that sit between that 50 100 pound barrier in a sale or just last season's model or even just that's their price point yeah. that actually are dead good and just need but they don't get really shouted about from a brand point of view because mm. they obviously don't want 
Mm. Brands will not really want everyone to spend 100 quid when they might spend 150. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, and if you visit runnersworld.com slash UK, <laughs> um, you'll find all the best under, under 100 pound shoes pages which we've written about and, you know, discounted cheap running gear yeah. or what we rated and what we haven't. So I think it's just that, it's that thing of just, you know, we'll, I would I'd want to include us as part of the problem slash solution as well. We we report on all the expensive shoes. We're talking about the Adidas shoe because it came in, you mm. know, the news came to mm. us and we were like, it's got to talk about. We're not telling people to go and buy everything. We might have affiliate links on the site which point people to the product, but that's part of and parcel of just the review. And if you want it, you can have it. And if you don't, don't, don't get it. Yes, yeah, so mm. fundamentally, it comes down to your choice. Yeah. Are there more expensive options now in running than they were before? Yes. Do you have to buy any of them? No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think that that's like... I think that's the overarching thing is it yes it is becoming way more expensive and that you can spend your money how you want mm. I think that's probably it yeah. yeah yeah interesting yeah well I'd be interested to know what listeners have to think about this they can let us know podcast at runnersworld.co.uk do you think that running has become too expensive mm. let us know let us know mm. um, right that brings us to the end of this week's Runners World podcast huge thanks to Jen and Kate for joining us thanks for having for this discussion. us and uh well, I guess we'll see everyone again next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.